At the sound of the bell, you're listening to Oblivion. It is tax day for 17, 2023. Uh, David, I hope you paid your taxes. Hope you don't go to jail. That's right. And with a Democrat in the <laughs> White House, if you make under $40,000 a year, the IRS is all over you. <laughs> all over you, man. Uh, well, let's... Let's get uh, the uh, shooting thing out of the way so we can do a more mellow part of the podcast a little later so we can chill, man. All right, man. Because there's another holiday coming up. It's not the tax day. That's a bad holiday. The good one is 420, man. That's right, man. And actually, it's uh, we'll be reaching, we usually start the show at 4 o'clock, um, local time here at least (laughs) and uh, so it'll be 420 here in just a few minutes um here in oblivion land yeah so we're gonna get blasted and i'm gonna get into oblivion um but first before that we're gonna blow our brains out with our guns uh we're gonna blow our brains out with something out of the drugs man it's our guns and, uh, of course, there yet another mass shooting. It was Alabama 16th birthday party. <laughs> that's that's a good that's a good one to have a shootout at, you know. I'm sure it was tense enough. Rite of to... passage. <laughs> have you been through a mass shooting? <laughs> yeah. Then right. You're not an American. <laughs> right. Yeah. You've got to pay your dues. Indeed. You know, you made it that first 16 years. Uh, yeah, if you make it out of your, your shooting game, party. <laughs> yeah. uh, what they do is they, they line up on both sides of you and you have to walk a gauntlet of the whole <laughs> gang and everybody gets the shit out of you. They don't shoot you. Uh-huh. Give you the c- now, if you're just a regular civilian, uh-huh. like your rite of passage is more extreme than joining a mm-hmm. gang. And then you get the coup de grace. Um, so... Uh, yeah, you were suggesting having a, a, a shooting channel, which, uh, you know, to a certain extent is uh, the news, right? I mean, there's the the old, if it bleeds, it leads. Um, well, no, uh, I would, I'd very much disagree with that. Here's where I would, I would actually endorse your point of view on the, the influence, not that it's a total influence or an absolute influence, but the influence of the media. For example, last night about two o'clock in the morning, they did talk about the, uh, shooting in Alabama, hmm. and you know there was another shooting in Louisville. Yeah, yeah, we talked Not about that last bank, week. Yeah, yeah. But then there was there was one at the uh, intersection of Barstown, Baxter, and Highland. Mm-hmm. Right, that's two <laughs> blocks <laughs> from where I used to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two blocks. Right, but anyway, we get coverage of that, and then they spend a good five minutes on the conflict in Sudan. Mm-hmm. Then after they talk about the current conflict in Sudan, they go into a long background story about how this all came to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And the rival generals in Sudan who were both mm-hmm. clamoring for control of the, of the country. Mm-hmm. And this is the typical, you know, middle-class 20th century American perception that, Bad problems only exist elsewhere. Look at Africa. This is where things are bad. This is where things are violent and out of control, right? We gave you our agnostic 
fact reporting about what's going on in America. There was a shooting, X number of people killed, Y number of people wounded. But really, there aren't any mass shootings. <laughs> there are only lives saved. Right. Very quickly. They've got the template down now. Very quickly. It's there's a shooting, but lives were saved. Right. It's totally Orwellian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. The old National Bank, the cops within three minutes were in there and had him shot dead. So, I mean, uh, guns are good. Man. Right. We saved lives. Right. Lives were saved. Heroes, Heroes. were made. Uh, lives were saved. Heroes. <laughs> And yeah, kind of just to that, just to that, society does that. Just to that point of him of of the like, uh, uh, bad bad everywhere else. Um, I was just tap going through the New York Times just to see what the latest, um, um, you know, um, headlines are, and they've got like a a, a Mexico bad piece. So it's how a missed tummy tuck in Mexico led to a deadly kidnapping. Latavia McGee is one of many Americans who have sought surgery south of the border. She and three friends were abducted, leaving two of them dead. So, <laughs> yeah, I right. Mean, Mexico uh, <laughs> is is another good example of how look yeah. at how bad things are here. Right. Don't go to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Don't go to Mexico. But they're not going to say don't go to the bank. You know, don't go down the street. Uh -huh. Don't go to school. Uh -huh. Don't go to the grocery. Yeah. Well, Mexico, don't hey, go there. Like if you were thinking of going to Sudan, but I'll, I'll give them credit at least, or I don't know if it's credit. But then the next very next pain uh, online here, in New York Times: uh, two children a bus, a burst of gunfire in the year that came after when a gunman opened fire at the school in Uvalde, Texas. Nineteen children died. Two fourth graders wounded in the massacre are still trying to recover. So I mean, the next one they <laughs> they had gun violence in America. So hey, um, wow, <clears throat> yeah. So um, yeah, make sure you don't get surgery in America either. I mean, uh, I wouldn't recommend that. You probably um, safer to get surgery in Mexico if it's. I, I'll I'll risk the kidnapping. <laughs> you know. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> uh, or in India. Yeah. Yeah, if it was closer, you know, hop right over there. Um, so yeah, let's let's um, get off that god awful subject because it's just so fucking depressing, and get on another subject which is uh, we'll have fun with, but it's also depressing because of the war on drugs. That's the depressing part about drugs. Uh, drugs itself are good, man. Uh, I agree. <laughs> uh, so you sent a couple of articles. <clears throat> uh the one that was more interesting was the uh uh, uh the propagandist uh mad mother liar uh um article from the Columbus uh, I'm assuming this is Ohio dispatch uh but quickly we'll go over the one you sent your weed might be a lot less potent than advertised uh, piece uh and uh basically it came from Gizmodo so I don't even know what that is uh, what <clears throat> wasn't very oh the first sentence a warning to those of you looking forward to celebrating 420 in style this year your weed might not be a potent as potent as advertised um, so I guess they've did a new study and found that the advertised amounts were higher than what um, they tested them for 
<clears throat> Everybody's Donald Trump, man. Even the people selling pot. Yeah. Well, we well, got the best weed over here. Super strong. This is 30% THC. Yeah. 32% THC. Look at this. It's concentrated. It's, it's almost right. 90% THC. <laughs> So yeah, really? it's, it's 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 an interesting it's an it's an interesting counter to the piece we're going to talk about shortly, which is it's too strong. You know, the uh, concentrates are too strong and are causing your uh, child's brain to explode. Uh, but th- this one is is really a non sure um, testing could be better or whatever. I don't think. It's very important, really. I mean, the most important thing is if you tested um, the plant and found some kind of, you know, pesticides or some shit like that. Now, that uh, would be a worthy test. But this, like, percentage amounts, uh, it's not such a big deal, in my opinion. And furthermore, everybody knows that if you're someone that uh, smokes pot and um, you know what you, level of pot you like. And that's the good thing about the recreational cannabis uh, world is that there's a free market and things have a label and you know what they are. And they're the type that you like, you can keep getting that type. And uh, Well, right, but the problem is, is just that, right, that you can't trust the label. Well, you know, they're, te- they're they're telling you that well, but, this is what you're getting. But but I think that the, 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 yeah, I think that's not really the case in that uh pretty much well, I think someone that that knows what they like, um they know what the pot is, what it smells like. I mean, that's the kind of nice thing about cannabis is that uh, it has many different varieties. They have different smells. They have different potencies. But within those particular types, they're very consistent, right? So you have that particular smell with that particular type, and it's it's got the, that particular strength no matter where it's grown, basically. That's kind of in part of its genetic Well, makeup. I mean, you're, you're, you're correct if you're, if you're, con- if you're confining the, the scope of your commentary on the attributes of the cannabis itself right but if we're talking about the labeling i mean that's yeah. what the whole problem is well but i mean this is i mean the this is not saying that um this um article is not saying that you're not getting what you're paying for right you're not you're getting um they're not saying that you're not getting the type of weed that you're buying they're saying that the Whatever they're saying, the amount of percentages not doesn't meet up with whatever the scientists are saying. Um, but beyond that, I don't think there's really much issue there, right? Because you know, I have to you, totally disagree. I think. Well, I that mean, if you this is uh, hear me out. I mean, if you like, um, I don't know. We'll give it a blueberry munchie uh, is the name of the the weed, um, right? And it gets you super high, right? And every time right. you buy it, it gets you super high. Why does it matter what the number is on there? Well, I agree, but unfortunately, when the when the labeling is fraudulent, that isn't what's going to happen, right? Well, because but I mean, you do know what that's going to happen if you're going to a store, and they say it's that, and every time you buy it, it's that, then it's what it is, right? Right. So, and it so I'm going to point out what your sentence was in the middle of all that was like if you get it and every time you get it that's what it is it doesn't matter that's the whole problem right what i'm saying is if the labeling is fraudulent then it won't be but i mean it's not you're using a rather strong term fraudulent this this one study said it was less i mean if it's like 
two percentage points on average across the board? Is that really well, fraud? Well, now you might or? want to look at the article again because I think that the term that was used was significantly less. I don't think that people would have written an article if it was just fifteen percent. You know, it's twenty percent. Seventy percent of the sam- samples tested THC levels that were over fifteen percent lower than claimed, with three samples having half as little THC as the maximum potency. Okay. But I mean, if, if lower, but it's not saying that um, you're just getting willy nilly any old pot, right? They're not saying but you're that you're not getting what you think you're getting, and that's wrong. Well, but you are getting what you think you're getting. If you smoke it and it gets you super high, it doesn't matter what the number is. Right, I agree with that part. But I mean, but, but the, is, the only place that this is a problem is, of course, where you're getting gray or black market pot, where you have no idea what you're getting. Period. Right. <laughs> I mean, you well, there's usually rarely I mean, now it's much more common that in the black or gray market, you uh, actually know the type you're getting. Right. Uh, and it's most likely what they're saying you're getting. Uh, but right. I think me, there's uh, all, a near 100 percent chance because of all the close tracking that they have with with the pot in these um, with cannabis in these um, uh, legal states. Uh, there's a very close tracking from seed to the end plant that you're getting the plant that you're paying for. I mean, 100% of the time you are. So back again to the if you're uh, buying this certain kind of pot, um, it's going to be the kind of pot that you like every time because they've tracked it from the seed to when you get there. So again, I don't think the number uh, percentage of THC is really a factor here. Um, uh, you know. <clears throat> I think that what the article uh, confronts you with is, is that you've got to rethink that your perceptions of, of cannabis and why it, it has the desired effect. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's the, the marketing and the hype behind uh, behind cannabis, which I think is unnecessary. Yeah, and has, there's, a, there's a strong, I mean, that's a, one of the few data you know it's a very subjective experience right um uh different people have you know there's um you know there's some arguments that the only thing that really matters is the percentage right that the really only thc is the only thing that really gets you high in pot now some argue that there's other like cbd and these other things affect the your subjective experience of of, of imbibing uh but there's others uh, that say it's just the percentage. So, uh, yeah, I would I would agree with you. There's definitely this, the whole indica sativa thing is a highly subjective thing. I think it's almost completely not um, objective, <laughs> right? It's just um, right. It doesn't help you to really understand what the different strains are going to do. But in terms yeah. of the of the strains, right? I think that the idea of the strains and the variety. Mm-hmm is um is misleading and so this article about um and this has to be intentional right of of deliberately inflating Mm -hmm. the level of thc in the in the the cannabis what this leads me to believe is that in fact it is really how much thc is is in it whether it's whatever kind of strain it is whether it's indica or sativa or a hybrid right that's really what the difference is Mm-hmm. But the what I don't understand is there's really no reason to defend 
mislabeling anything for any reason. Well, I mean, I mean, let's go further down in the, in the thing. Where what will happen is, if you if you get something that you like, this is really good. You know what the strain is. You go back and you you think you're getting the same thing, but guess what? It isn't. Right. Well, but let let, let me read on the article, which it puts a little shade on on the people that mention it. It says this is only a single relatively small study of dispensaries in one state and many of the authors have disclosed that they're financially involved in the cannabis industry interesting with two being employees of the third-party lab that conducted the testing in the study okay the authors say that none of their employers had any role in the research outside of providing some of them a salary and blah 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 but these caveats do emphasize the need for more research from other teams to confirm the findings and to better understand the scope of this potentially widespread issue in the industry. Okay. So, um, but it's also from an intuition standpoint, it's just not all that hard to believe. Like, is it really that big of a surprise to think that, that yeah. people that who sell cannabis are any different than anybody else? Yeah. You know, they just, they don't give a shit. Here's what the real problem is with uh, cannabis is that it still isn't legal which means you don't have competition, right? And here's how a real cannabis shop works, right? All of this bullshit about how you can't even, in some places, like I, the, I believe that the law in Illinois is, there can't be any display of product, right? It's all prepackaged and sealed. Mm-hmm. You don't get to look at anything right. before you buy it. But okay. even that's not enough, man. How does a bar work? You go into a bar, let me... What's good? All right, I'll try this. How much does a beer cost? Three dollars. Mm. You can sit right there and drink it. Mm. Right. If it's a piece of shit beer, mm. right. you leave mm-hmm. and you don't go back. Right. And word gets around that this bar sucks and you're right. out of business. So the pot shop is you go in, you're able to talk to the to the bud tender. What's good? You know, they can say, well, what are you looking for? You tell them what you like to say, I think you like this. Or they could say, well, here's what, you know, I've been uh, smoking. I think you'll enjoy this, right? And mm-hmm. you get a small amount. Mm-hmm. And you can just smoke it right then and there on the spot, mm-hmm. right? And if they're selling you bullshit, right? Wow, this is 30% THC, really? Well, uh, how come I really don't feel super high? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. this is pretty much bullshit, right? Yeah. And if, if nothing else, it spares the customer from getting ripped off, right? But in every every place I know, except for, I think, maybe Las Vegas, and there's one place in West Hollywood, there's no consumption allowed. So, of course, any place. Yeah, I think Col- I pay- think Colorado allowed, um, they have, like, um, this was about ready to happen when we were there last, 2019, uh, but you can have, like, a smoking room. Uh, well, sure, but can, is the it. smoking room the same place where you're buying it? Well, it's right next right. door. Right. So, okay. I mean, right well, there. yeah. But any, anyway, well, then, anyway, just, well, to, just to answer what you're talking sure. about, I mean, uh, yeah, sure. I would, I would agree. I mean, I'm, of course, more libertarian and would, you know, I don't really, the only restrictions are basically safety restrictions, right? Um, making sure that, um, you know, this stuff about, uh, labeling from seed to the end, like it's some kind of, uh, radioactive product that you right. I was going to say you, uranium. Yeah, uranium. Yeah, plutonium. Uh, that you're going to have to make sure isn't going to get within fifty yards of a child or uh, whatnot. Um, 
yeah. So, I mean, um, yeah, but as far as the one good thing that I was alluding to earlier about uh, this kind of over, overly anal tracking of the uh, end product from its very beginning um, is that, you know, it has to be the thing that you're saying. It's this particular strain, strain or stuff. So um, it's highly likely that the thing that you're buying uh, will be the thing that you think it is, right? Um that is well, the, that is the, than, that is the big advantage of the of the legal thing setting aside all these weird <laughs> but know. to kind of to, to counter the uh, I, I'm, I'm not countering your, your libertarian point of view but i'm i'm bringing up something that i think a libertarian would oppose right, right? which is i think we both know the real motive for the seed to sale tracking is government compliance mm-hmm. it doesn't have anything to do with quality it doesn't have anything to do with the yeah the yeah, customer. Yeah, but there's the, a the, the, side, the side the side benefit is that it tracks that is that kind of thing that you are getting, right? So, um, but but let me ask you this: um, I think we would both agree that the best way to get around this whole problem is if you just have real legalization, hmm. which is that it's totally legal, hmm. federal, state, municipal, just like garlic, tomatoes. Hmm. Yeah. And minimum vanilla. regulations. I mean, it should and, definitely have lower and, regulations than alcohol, right. it's, for it's sure. Exactly what uh, so-called conservative capitalists say is mm-hmm. um, that the the way that you destroy a business or that you wreck an economy is you over regulate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And this is mm-hmm. all about right. limiting it to, you know, one shop in an entire area code right and it'll be out here and uh lim- limiting how much you can buy and none of this has anything to do with good business practice the yeah. best way to get around all of it is to do what i said how it should work is that you buy and use the stuff right at the same place mm. right you've got a, the person that's going to sell you the stuff has to be standing right behind the counter from you when you use it. And if that happens, no one's going to be selling any bullshit. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. That, uh, Do you follow me? Yeah, indeed. Uh, so that, that uh, article was more fruitful than I thought. And uh, let, let's go to the drug warriors uh, <laughs> side. That was, it was a pretty uh, basically uh, positive uh, weed story. Uh, but uh, we'll go to the Columbus Dispatch and throw out everything you knew. Mother warns UA crowd about teen high-potency marijuana. Uh, teen high-potency marijuana. Okay. Uh, so uh, basically, earlier— So if your pot is, is over 12 years old, <laughs> watch out. Several dozen Upper Arlington parents heard about oh, the— Oh, this be awesome when the, the, my marijuana bud turned 16 and it got shot at his birthday party. Yeah, because the person that was uh, shooting was high on high-potency marijuana and was a teenager. Um, that's how it happens. Where the buds start flying out of the baggie <laughs> yeah. instead of bullets out of a gun. Yeah. Look, there are 16-year-olds. I'm going to wedge myself inside of that hypothalamus. That's 
Your brain. I'm so high. I need to go to the emergency room. Oh my god. <laughs> um. So yeah, let me uh, read this gem of an article. Several dozen Upper Arlington parents. Now there's a picture. <laughs> Which is just awesome. Surely they meant to, like, fuck with the the whole premise of this stupid-ass article uh, because it's just a big, you know, fairly biggish auditorium that, I don't know, probably holds three... Three-quarters empty? Three, oh, I mean, not even that. <laughs> I think that there's... Well, it says three dozen parents, uh, you know, so uh, maybe 40 people and a 400-person... <laughs> auditorium uh <clears throat> so anyway um so yeah <clears throat> um earlier in the day nearly 2,000 upper arlington high school students heard another presentation by laura stack whose son died of s- suicide after a first time i've heard of this marijuana induced psychosis warning them about the consequences of high potency marijuana on their body and mental health so uh you know it was a uh, Anti-drug uh, talk by, um, oh, Kim Ayers, Project Coordinator for STAND. I don't know what STAND is. Um, probably some anti-drug thing. Oh, uh, seeks to support the community and host educational opportunities for parents as the w- world of marijuana and THC products continues to evolve. When families are struggling. I think I know what STAND is for. <laughs> it's for a stupid tyrant <laughs> against nothing dangerous. <laughs> nice. Uh, Hot drag queens, <laughs> trans youth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, I need to be up to date with all these things. Okay, so they're trying to get up to date, but with this lying mother, uh, Stack's son Johnny Stack <laughs> died by suicide in 2019 after using high potency marijuana. He developed psychosis and believed he was being targeted by the mafia. Stack of Colorado said she now tours the country warning others about how her son died and the danger of high-potency marijuana. And, of course, she's getting money for this, so she's like, on the tour in the name of her uh, dead son. there's there's no reason to really go much into it. it said, oh oh, but it was interesting, and in I opened up a couple of these uh, uh, things that they um, cited in this. So around 19 percent of Americans 12 and older use cannabis, and six percent of teenagers and adults have cannabis use disorder or an addiction to THC, according to a 2021 national survey on drug use and health. So I opened that up, uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, results from the 2021 so you know what is this marijuana use disorder and how are they determining it is if someone says that they smoke pot more than what it's probably three times a week you do it more than three times a week i'm sure that's like qualifies you uh, uh to be mentally insane and put in an institution i don't know what they're <laughs> right it's it's arbitrary it's it's another fraudulent um label like you're just inventing and making things up mm-hmm. um one thing that was interesting to me when that article that was uh, talking about how the thc amount is exaggerated on the labeling at, mm-hmm. at least some of the places in colorado but if you remember when you were uh, reading some things from i think the, toward the end of the article right mm-hmm. They were doing all of the things that I point out how the people at UCLA and San Diego and the Reefer Madness people never do, right? Where they are disclosing 
mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Yeah. relevant material things mm-hmm. about the backgrounds of these mm-hmm. people. Indeed. Who do you work for? Mm-hmm. Where do you get your money? What is your bias? What is your background mm-hmm. knowledge? Right. Opinions about this thing that you're studying, right? That's research 101, right? That's the difference between being a pro and being a hack. Right. Is you let people know straight up, this is where I'm coming from. This is what mm-hmm. I know about this. And this mm-hmm. is why I'm researching it. Indeed. And and these assholes, <laughs> uh, reefer madness assholes, mm-hmm. go about this as though they've never heard of what cannabis is. And they're the, dispa- they're, they're the dispassionate, objective experts, the ethical, super smart ones that go through these rigorous tests. And they know they are the knowing. They know this is really bad and it doesn't have any benefits and that it just and it uh, makes uh, teenagers uh, schizophrenic. And it's just uh, the, the contrast was totally uh, obvious. But I, I had to, to uh, point that out. Yeah. So, yeah. And there, there was that one. Um, you know, and, you know, it was I'm surprised that the marijuana use that they, um, you know, I believe that it's much higher uh the number of people uh, who regularly use cannabis regularly use. I think it's still highly underreported mainly because of the, um, you know, I think the same thing happened in the prohibition period with alcohol, right? There was this reported reported uh, much that people drank a lot less. Now, since it was run underground, how can you really say that, right? I mean, you're only right. you're only then guessing, right? Um, well, here's the thing to, that I always like to point out: whenever a place uh, legalizes, mm-hmm. right, the very first weekend, Missouri, I think, is the last place to do it. Like the first day that the places are open, how much money do they make? Right, right? they make a fortune. Right. They make millions <laughs> of dollars. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. either all of a sudden people said, "Well, you know what? Now that this is legal." I think the very first thing I'll do today is get up at 6 a.m., be there before the place opens, and I'm going to buy some pot and try it for the very first time in my life. (laughs) Or all of these people were smoking pot all along. And since we have, I think, good reason, not just because of the one article, but but good reason to think that really there's no difference in the quality of of cannabis legal uh, before it was legal if you're getting it from a dispensary or if you're getting it from a black market source, um, there's no difference in anything, right? So when you say, oh my God, what's going to happen if we legalize it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The answer is nothing, right? Because yeah. it's basically the same stuff, you know, erratic quality that people have been getting. Well, no, it's, it's not true that nothing will happen. What will happen is people will be less fearful uh right yes. <laughs> uh, right uh, join themselves a lot more man good so that's what i'll change yeah good things happen it's not bad asshole, things. you don't want to talk about the good things that right. happen yeah yeah because you don't want good things to happen and yeah it, it doesn't go along with the model which uh the next the next link was um let's see it was uh Marijuana can worsen schizophrenia in those who already suffer from the illness and can also produce an acute psychotic reaction in non-schizophrenic people who use marijuana, especially at high doses, according to the National Institute of Drug Abuse. Now, I opened up that link. Uh, of course, the, it's the NIH, National Institutes of Health uh, Division, National Institute on Drug Abuse, Advancing Addiction Scientists, Science, but, you know, of course, it, it's a 
pro, um, you know, heavily linked with the drug war, this National Institute on Drug Abuse. And, uh, right. And the, another thing you should notice. These are drug warrior scientists, uh, which is the caveat I would put on the whole thing before you even read it. Right. So are you even really a scientist? Yeah, well. Um, is your, are you pursuing knowledge? That's what science mm-hmm. means. It comes from scara, to know, the Latin verb mm-hmm. to know. Right? I don't think this is research that's been done in the name of coming to a better understanding. This is propaganda, right? You're telling other people what they want to hear, mm-hmm. mainly your boss, right? Where you get your funding from. And you're also repeating the things that have gotten you where you are, right? You have that job, you have that position, um, because all along you've bought into, yeah, this is bad, and we'll be the ones to do the so-called science that um, reinforces the fact that, that it's bad. But you can just see the, the bias of the article in that, where is the rival hypothesis, right? Is there a consensus that what the people at the National Institute for drug abuse or the the health people is there a consensus that what they say is actually true and in science in real science people know that most of the time there isn't a consensus in a knowledge domain which is why the practice of science continues yeah Yeah. basically knew everything about everything there wouldn't be any science or need for it or any questions about anything but all of this is just total bullshit it's bullshit today and it'll be bullshit tomorrow so i'm i'm looking at the long this uh um uh, national institute on drug abuse uh, basically it's a um, what, what would you call this page it's well the title of this particular one they link to is there a link between marijuana use and psychiatric disorders but then there's what are marijuana's effects how does marijuana produce effects? Does marijuana use affect driving? Is marijuana addictive? Can use marijuana's long-term uh, use affect the brain? Um, you know this kind of stuff. And and this one list: adverse consequences of marijuana use. They've got acute, persistent, and long-term. And now let's you know. Um, they're cute. They've got impaired short-term memory. What did you say? I don't remember what you just said, man. Uh, impaired attention, judgment, and other cognitive functions. Okay, well, that's pretty broad, so maybe, maybe not. Impaired right, but coor- it sounds good, right? Yeah. Impairment, Imp- cognitive function. Impaired coordination and balance, which, you know, is... Um, uh, like how gener- many NBA players were... <laughs> playing playoff games after smoking a, a, a blunt. <laughs> Big old blunt. Yeah. Boy, they're not very coordinated, are they? <laughs> yeah. Right? It's just total bullshit. Increased heart rate. Yeah, maybe so. Anxiety, paranoia. Well, exercise also <laughs> increases your heart rate. Is that <laughs> yeah. bad? Yeah. Look, the bias is all clear now, but, in the subheading. Adverse effects. Where but, does it say benefits? Well, let me finish it. Psych- well, the, they're all... adverse consequences on this anyway but anyway under psychosis it's interesting next to it in brackets is uncommon so they admit that right out the bat that psychosis is obviously yeah that it's uncommon meaning that (laughs) uh why are you putting it in brackets well i mean to put it say that this is kind of rare which everybody knows i mean anybody you're trying to cover it up you're trying to marginalize it that's why you put things in parentheses or brackets Sure. So, uh, but but the one, the only one of these, and especially in the long term, uh, 
you know, they got potential for marijuana addiction, whatever the fuck that is. Impairments in learning and memory with potential loss of IQ, okay. Um, increased risk of chronic cough, bronchitis. Now, this is definitely an issue with heavy pot use and maybe even some uh, sensitive people. I mean, for instance, uh, I used to smoke um, that really highly concentrated uh um, constant, you know, um, what would you call it? Um, uh, kind of wax stuff. That's, yeah, you know, it's pretty potent. It's probably seventy percent uh, THC or so. Um, and but I mean, it's awesome because it's so strong, right? That's that's how you get the good effects, man. Uh, but I did notice that it was causing a bronchitis, and it, you know, lung was getting uh, uh, inflamed from uh, using the good stuff, man. But guess why I did, David? I just, no, I just, I just didn't use use it. Didn't use as much. Didn't use it. So um, I can still get high. I uh, just can't use that stuff because it's a little too strong. Which is exactly what any doctor would tell you about any drug you take, right? If the side effects are too much at that particular dose, try cutting back to see if those bad side effects go away. Like uh, we need an expert <laughs> to tell you something like that, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, I mean, You've been laying out in the sun. I mean, I mean, I'm, you could have an you. Well, no, you could have an expert. I mean, that's kind of, that is part of an honest uh, harm reduction, uh, informative uh, line of thing in this thing. Increased risk of chronic cough or bronchitis, but which can be alleviated by simply reducing your <laughs> your intake. You know, that's what right. I would put at the end of the statement, because it's sure it's true that increased risk of chronic cough, bronchitis, uh, if you have those symptoms, reduce your intake. <laughs> if it can be alleviated, then it's not chronic. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's the well, there is a possible link, which um, there there amazingly is no a cancer link. And they don't mention cancer in here at all, which is quite interesting, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um, they're at least honest in saying that they fucking have no, uh, you know, that it's um, cancer causing. I don't know, man. Putting maybe three or four honest sentences in a <laughs> larger text than total bullshit doesn't well, cut it. Well, uh, yeah, I'm not giving it uh, much, but it's inter- interesting that they they can't the propaganda uh, bureau <laughs> of addiction. Is can't even go, you know, can't just lie about that because there's just zero evidence, so they can't even say that. But there is a link uh, with uh, COPD with heavy use, um, whether or not that it's as bad. Of course, we know that's far more, uh, really, that the problem with the bronchitis and the coughing and the COPD comes from nicotine. Well, well, I mean, tobacco products, it's definitely, um, it's not the nicotine, but it's the... Actually, the nicotine by itself, no, it doesn't cause that. It's the <clears throat> other stuff in the tobacco plant that's the uh, okay. The, the, the yeah. tobacco, yeah. If uh, if yeah, if you just bring out, that's why that the these vape things that are just pure nicotine. Smoke cigarettes definitely a hundred percent of them smoke chronically. Like they can't cut back. Gener- generally, can't you smoke a lot, and if you regulate uh, it, yeah, I mean, and it, it does cause bronchitis. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's the same, you know, I, I'm assuming eventually we're going to know the answer to these things more definitively because of the legalization. You can finally get some true data to counteract uh, the lies of the drug war. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that 
it's obvious that they've already pretty much definitively said that amazingly enough, uh, even though there's because you are smoking something, you would think that uh, it would have much more deleterious effects on the lungs than it does, uh, especially as far as cancer. Um, there's some evidence that it's even less cancer in, in pot smokers. So that's interesting. Um, but the COBD thing is yet to be determined. I'm, I'm guessing it's also just because of the way you use it, um, you know, uh, compared to the more huffing style of the um, uh, cigarette, um, <clears throat> you know, it's you're just not inhaling as much. Um, so I don't think that there's, uh, even if it w- was, and that's what needs to be determined, uh, relative to one cigarette, what would one... Uh, joints worth of <laughs> uh you know <clears throat> it's kind of like apples and oranges right because uh it's only the very heaviest smokers will like smoke a whole cigarette's worth of pot in one sitting whereas a smoker smokes 20 of those in a fucking day right <laughs> so basically nobody smokes uh, almost nobody i can't say nobody but only the most hardcore people would smoke a whole uh uh packs worth of of joints right that as much uh, pot as a cigarette i mean just think about that i mean that <laughs> so it's definitely the um uh, apples and oranges sort of thing so so my conclusion is man get high don't worry about it and fucking don't listen to these lying mad mothers man these mad mothers are bad uh, mad 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 <laughs> It's a mad, mad world. Uh, so, yeah, what else we got on the list today? Um, well, I, I do think uh, since we're on the uh, kind of the, the 420, and this is the, the week of 420 topic, uh, did you read about, uh, I don't know if I shared this with you or not, but the hash bash returned to Ann Arbor. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we alluded to that a week or two ago. Um, yeah, and so what, what was that? Um, that was, it had been... Why, because of the pandemic, they stopped doing it for a while? Or? Well, no, I think that it had been shut down for a long time because, mm-hmm. like, especially when uh, Clinton uh, got in, I mean, they mm-hmm. just went crazy mm-hmm. uh, on the more oh. Americans were arrested for just simple possession of, of pot uh, under Bill Clinton than any American president. Um, I guess the. Well, up. well uh, I mean, one thing, Michigan is, Michigan is legal now, right? Do they have recreational? Right. Okay. Right. So that's definitely <laughs> part of why it's back. you still have issues with things like you can't <laughs> smoke in public, right? Which is yeah. another dumb thing that mm. makes it really still not legal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, what, like, what do you think you're accomplishing by, okay, you can come here. This is in a hermetically sealed, you know, radioactive of uh, a uh, ceramic container right that can't be opened by anyone other than a 800 pound gorilla right so the precious little children can't get it and you can't smoke this anywhere like i think in colorado even if you're a tenant mm-hmm. your landlord can still say you can't smoke in your own apartment and that's the whole problem with all of this is that we can't really see the benefits of legalization we can't really honestly evaluate the uh, overall effects of legalization until we really have legalization. Another good example is all of the, this uh, more total bullshit about how legalization 
leads to the greater criminality because then the cartels come into the legal states and set up shop and it yeah. only expands the black market. And then the question is like, how can there be a black market? Yeah. If it, if it was legal nationwide, legal. then there would be Here's another very little. Good, <laughs> I'm glad I remembered this. Just yesterday I read about how all of the snowstorms, you know, they've had all the drought in California, mm-hmm. uh, all of the, the, the drought in California for like 20 years. And in this past winter, they got uh, nailed by those atmospheric rivers yeah, they're yeah. dumping like tons of rain and even snow in the higher elevations. So in Northern California, the combination of the floods and all the snow has really stuck it to the smaller uh, California uh, pot farmers, right? And they're the ones who really started the whole thing back in the '60s. And um, if pot were just a hundred percent legal, right, then the people in uh, these uh, Farmers in like the Emerald Triangle, Mendocino, Humboldt County, and uh, these other places in Northern California and uh, Southern Oregon, um, they could export, right? So you could be in Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina. You could be Alabama, a little stressed out because you just got uh, done with another mass shooting, right? And if the if you wanted to try it or if you just weren't all that pleased with what you were getting locally, then you could uh, just you know, order online, some farmer, let me try some of this stuff from, you know, Humboldt County. Always heard it's supposed to be really good. They send you some of their stuff. It's like, oh, wow, this is really good, right? You can keep getting your stuff from there. They would stay in business. And then you have this thing called competition, right? So that then the the local uh, pot shop, they'd be like, hey, we haven't, you know, seen you around in a while. It was like, well, you know, I've been getting this from California. Why don't you try this? And you're like, hmm, maybe we need to step up our game. That's how competition works, right? That's why competition, when it comes to uh, business, is 100% a good thing. Real competition is, like not the kind of bailout competition that we have in America where you can't lose if you're rich and you can't win if you're not rich. Yeah, man, you bet. But just let me ask you uh, one last question. Um where is the nearest 420 celebration going to be to us? <laughs> well, yeah, let me look that up real quick. 420 celebration. <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess to you, what are, you think they'll have one in, is, is there one in Missouri? or? Well, no, I mean, that's kind of what I'm pointing out, right, is well, there may they be, should be everywhere, right, but they're, but they're not. Like, there aren't, certainly aren't any in Kentucky, and there never will be any in Kentucky. And that's the thing to remember when you're trying to make an honest statement about what most of this country is like, man, there will never be federal legalization. And I think we've pretty much seen all the states that are ever going to legalize it, legalize it. Um, well, it looks like there's one in St. Louis this year. 420 in St. Louis? Yeah, man. By the river? Are they going to get under the arch and <laughs> catch it on fire? They're going to stuff it full of dope and catch it on fire, man. And here's the thing that I think is just so pathetic about the... They're going to double feature the 1936 propaganda film, Reefer Madness. Why not just... And the 90s star comedy, Half-Baked. New York Times. (laughs) (laughs) Half-Baked. Half-Baked and Reefer Madness for a a little theater fun. And, uh, yeah, it's a whole whole downtown business thing. Big business. Big business. And yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, um, 
I think that's something that's definitely occurred in these states is the the cops are like, okay, well, I'm just going to be hands off here. Uh, right. Well, I was actually uh, somewhat uh, pleased and a little bit surprised what I read from the Missouri police, like mm-hmm. leading up to February the 6th. Mm-hmm. They were just saying, uh, you know, basically don't get your stuff and then just get in the car and start smoking and drive yeah. everywhere. But then they said, we don't anticipate any problems, which I was actually somewhat impressed with because right, right. you would never hear that from <laughs> like a Kentucky police officer. They would never say mm-hmm. anything like people are smoking pot or we're going to open up some shops. We don't anticipate any problems. You know, this is wrong. This destroys. I've seen it. I have a unique perspective. I'm here to save lives. I'm the only thing in between you and complete destruction. You have to send blue line, man. That, right. <laughs> the thin green line. The, the thin blue line between human perception and the truth. The f- the fat f- green joint between you and how about a good mass uh, death title for this one would be the the fat green line. <laughs> fat green line. Yeah, man, gonna blaze that. Well, for my co-host David Vernon Miller, this is Doctor David W. Overby wishing you a happy 420. And thank you once again for listening to the Oblivion Podcast.